everybody. Welcome back. It's Radio Free Acton on the Acton Institute Power Blog. My name is Mark Vandermoss. So glad to be your host uh, for Radio Free Acton and excited to be back uh, doing the podcast again in 2014 as we tackle a whole new year here at the Acton Institute. Big things planned for this year. What we're going to be doing today on the podcast is talking about the biggest thing that we do at Acton every year, which is our flagship conference, Acton University. Maybe you know a little bit about AU. Maybe you don't know anything about AU. What we're going to do today is talk with the first of a series of folks who've been there. We, uh, we have, actually have about five podcasts planned to talk with people from various backgrounds who came to AU just about, well, why'd you go to AU? What is it? Why, why is it important to you that you were there? Why are you returning? You know, what, what is Acton University? That's the sort of question we're going to examine today. It's, a, it's going to be a great podcast. But before we get into that, I want to take a moment to make an acknowledgement because this is a very exciting day for the Acton Institute and especially for the communications department. Uh, if you're not familiar, familiar with what's been going on in terms of the physical location of the Acton Institute over the last year or so, let me fill in some of the details for you. For the better part of a quarter century, which is the better part of the existence of the Acton Institute, I should say, um, Acton has called the Waters Building home right here in downtown Grand Rapids. The Waters Building is a fantastic uh, office building right in the, right smack dab in the center of downtown Grand Rapids. Um, it, it's a classic building, well over 100 years old, uh, beautifully maintained, and it served as our home base. We had a suite of offices in there. And it, it worked really well for us, but of course, as the Institute grew, things started to get more cramped. Um, we, we had to kind of figure out how to fit everything that we were trying to do into our relatively small area in the, in the Waters Building. And so as part of the long-term plan for the Institute, um, Father Robert Sirico, our president, uh, Chris Maurin, who's the executive director, those two, of course, are the co-founders of the Institute, and our board of directors began looking around, you know, where, where can we go? Is, is there a place that we can, we can move into that would allow for the expansion of the Institute, allow for future expansion, and would enhance the, the programs and the activities of the Institute, and they found a building. Uh, there's, there's a building that stood about half vacant at the corner of Fulton Street and Sheldon Boulevard in downtown Grand Rapids. It had been a department store when it was built uh, nearly a century ago. Uh, it had been an office building at some point, uh, a pharmacy in the relatively recent past, and for the last decade or so, it just kind of stood half vacant. There's a tenant in the upstairs portion of the building, but, but other than that, it just sat there. And what we were able to do is uh, initiate a capital campaign. And, um, and, and we uh, at the Acton Institute set our eyes on that building and said, that's a perfect place to go. And so a capital campaign was started up. Um, there was a ton of work uh, put in by uh, Chris Maurin and Father Robert Sirico, and uh, our board, of course, was involved in this, and our, our donor base responded with incredible generosity, and um, we were able to purchase the building, strip it down, because it's one of those buildings that kind of faced an unfortunate fate in the 1960s uh, during the urban renewal time. It was refaced with sort of a ugly kind of facing as opposed to the nice brick that it used to be. We were able to strip all that away rebuild the exterior of the building with beautiful uh, brick and just a, a beautiful brick and glass exterior and uh, just inc incredible transformation on the interior of the building. Um, and we now have this fantastic building. It's now called the Acton Building. Um, and we have 
an incredible amount of space compared to what we had before. Lots of room for expansion. Facilities that will allow us to do small conferences and the like here. We have an auditorium for, for local events here in Grand Rapids for the Acton Lecture Series and the like. And it's just amazing. And one of the great things about it is that built into the lower level of this building is a series of, of beautiful audio studios. We've never had anything even approximating this before. And now I'm sitting in a little room purpose-built for the purpose of doing podcasting, broadcasting, and, and who knows what else in the future. Um, it's a fantastic thing to have. It's a great blessing for the Acton Institute. And I would be remiss if I did not stop and take a moment to offer a sincere and heartfelt thank you to everyone who was part of the process of raising the funds to make this building happen. There's so many donors contributed from big donors straight on down through small donors. Every one of you, thank you so much. This building is going to enhance the work of the Institute. These facilities here are going to make it so much easier to do podcasting and various other uh, broadcasting and audio projects. It's wonderful. And without your support, it wouldn't have happened. So again, from the bottom of our heart, from I think I can speak on behalf of all of Acton's staff, thank you so much for your generosity. We hope that we make you proud with what we do with this building. With that being said, I want to turn our attention to the topic of the podcast. If you have been paying attention to the news over the last couple, uh, well, over the last week, at least at the time of, that we're recording this podcast, if you've been paying attention to the news, you, you have not been able to escape talk of the polar vortex that has descended on the, uh, especially on the northern United States, but really all over the country. And we here in our, in our beautiful new building, we're so thankful that we have good working furnaces because outside it has just been frigid, record low temperatures. Uh, with wind chills that make all but the most hardy northern big tough residents kind of cringe here in, in, in our beloved mitten of the state of Michigan. And it's hard for, for a resident of, of, these, of the states that, are, that are, are just emerging from this incredible chill not to think of the warm, balmy months that are coming in the summer. And, and at Acton, when we think of summer, we think of June. And when we think of June, well, that's just a code word for the biggest event of our calendar year here at the Acton Institute, Acton University. Acton U is an event that we started uh, hosting, oh, I want to say in 2006. Technically, in 2005, we had an event called Acton Symposium. It, the following year, we renamed it Acton University, and it has, it has grown from that point from a conference that hosted a couple, maybe a couple hundred people. This year, we're hoping to, um, to host almost a thousand people. We're, in, in fact, I think our goal is to have a thousand uh, participants in the conference this year at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids, Michigan. The dates are from June 17th through 20th. And here on the Power Blog, as part of Radio Free Acton, we wanted to take some time to talk about what is Acton University. There's a lot of people who are just, uh, maybe, maybe we don't have a deep and longstanding relationship with the Acton Institute, don't really understand what our mission is. Maybe we understand what our mission is, but we don't know how we work that mission out in, in the real world. Well, this is one of the ways that we do that. And uh, Acton University, it's our biggest conference of the year. It's a, it's a week of... of talking and uh, interacting with people from around the world 
and we bring in uh, experts, professors, teachers from all different walks of life, economists, theologians, just a great collection of people to come in and talk about the foundations of the free society and how we, well, well first of all, where those foundations come from, the uh, religious and moral roots of the free society, and how do we reinforce that? And one of the ways that we want to talk about this is to talk with people who've experienced Acton University. We thought it would be a great idea to bring in a series of people who could tell you, uh, who, who maybe, you, maybe you don't know what Acton University is about very much. Maybe you're on the, on the fence about attending Acton University. Well, let's talk with some people who've been there. And the first person that we're going to talk to is Becky Esner. Becky is a teacher at Notre Dame Regional High School in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Thanks for having me, Mike. Well, uh, first of all, I think it's uh, important for everybody to know a little bit about you. What is your background, your educational background? Um, how did you come to be a high school teacher in uh, southeastern Missouri? I lived in southeast Missouri all of my life. I grew up here. I have a bachelor's degree from our local southeast Missouri State University in education um, for grades K through 12 and also uh, high school English and numerous other things thrown in there as well. I can't imagine being anything but a teacher. <laughs> you know, I think, I think there are a lot of people who are teachers who uh, understand that feeling. You just know when you, you know, it, it's a calling. It really is. It is, it's just truly a calling. Yep, yep. And uh, I, I, yeah, like I said, you're in good company there. A lot of teachers feel the same way. Yeah. Um, at some point, uh, along the road, you, you encountered the Acton Institute. Um, and so I wonder, how, it, how, how did you become familiar with Acton? How did you hear about Acton University specifically? And, and how did you come to the point where you decided, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head up to Michigan for a few days and go to this conference? Well, I am incredibly blessed to teach at one of the top 50 Catholic high schools that's recognized by the Acton Institute. And our principal went several years ago and came back and told us about this incredible experience that he had and encouraged some teachers to go. So a few more went the next year. And then okay. after that, I went and haven't stopped since then. That is wonderful. So uh, Notre Dame is actually was on our uh, Catholic high school honor roll then. Yes, we are. That is great to hear. And I, I would assume Notre Dame is still one of the uh, top high schools in your area. Notre, uh, the Catholic High School Honor Roll has some pretty, uh, pretty uh, hefty criteria to be a part of that, so that's, that's, uh, that's yes. saying something. Yes, it is, and we are, we are uh, very proud of that, and we live up to that. Wonderful. Well, let me, let me ask you this then. You, you've been to, you, you said, uh, as we were talking, you've been to now, I think you said three Acton University events, uh, starting in 2011, then 2012, and 2013. That's a lot of material. I know from, from being at AU uh, as many times as I have, how much is said and how many interactions people have uh, with people from all over the world. So there's, there's a lot to go through there for you, having three conferences under your belt. But can you tell me, if you can think back, what is the most impactful, the most memorable aspect of your experience at Acton University in your time here at, at the conference? Well, I'd really have to say the keynote speakers have made such an impression on me. In 2011, it was a lady named Deet Iman. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Who lives up there in Grand Rapids. And she just 
touched my very soul. Her, her talk was incredible. What she did with her life is incredible. Uh, the following year, um, I listened and, and laughed with Eric Metaxas, who is a great presenter, and then went home and, and read about Dietrich Bonhoeffer and then w- and, uh, followed that up with his other book on Wilberforce and had no idea. I had missed all that, and I just was <laughs> so thrilled with him. Last year, Marina Nimat just yes. took my heart. What an incredible woman. What an incredible woman. So, I mean, their witness of faith at a time of crisis and the way that one person can make such an impact on the world, on someone's world, was was just so eye-opening. Oh, that's true. In in, in the, the speakers you mentioned, I mean, the, the, we've had a, a number of really great evening speakers at AU, but... Um, Didiman, for those who aren't familiar with her story, she she was involved heavily in the Dutch resistance against the Nazi occupation of the Netherlands, uh, and and was in, was active in harboring many uh, Jewish residents of the Netherlands from the uh, from the uh, from the from the Holocaust. Um, and then Eric Metaxas, again, author and speaker, and and you're right, Marina Niemat last year was uh, just a fantastic. Uh, speech in in her book Prisoner of Tehran is a, is a fantastic book to read yeah. as well. Absolutely. Well, let me let me ask you this. Um, obviously, at Acton, when we bring people to conferences and we 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 stage these events, we don't do it just to to have a a, a conversation session. Where what we're hoping is that people will take uh, what they discuss, take what they learn. And then find ways to incorporate it in their everyday work. So, can you tell us? Is is have you had that experience? Are you finding ways that uh, Acton University is enriching the work that you do today at the high school? Oh, absolutely. The first year after I came back, I immediately, well, the week that I was there, immediately downloaded Didi Mon's book, Things We Couldn't Say. Yep. And I, I practically had it finished before I left that week, <laughs> and I was determined to teach that book that the next year in my sophomore English class. And it was the last book that we did of the, the school year. Sure. The kids were so enamored with Deed Iman. They were just so in awe of her. And we wrote letters to her and it was just amazing. It was incredible. They were so thrilled to find out that people were willing to do the things that she did and put their lives on the line for people. And we really thought and had great conversations about, is that something we could do as our faith is strong as hers? And it was, it was so incredible. Um, that was the most direct impact. I know that this past school year, I've had several opportunities to talk with the kids about, especially with all of the events in the Mideast, about what Marina Nemat went through with her life sure, and, yeah. and how brave she was as well and and talk about how we are sure that there are people over there doing those same things now. We just don't know about it. Yep. But what what role models those those women are. Amazing amazing stories that they have to tell and and it's fantastic that you were able to pass those on to to the next generation that that hadn't heard of them before. Um, wow, and, and they loved it. Excellent, excellent news. Well, one final question, and this this is this is for a person out there who's listening right now, who maybe just heard about Acton, maybe has looked at Acton University, is thinking maybe I should go, 
but there's something in the way. They 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 aren't sure that it's it's for them. They they maybe they don't think it's uh, maybe, maybe the cost is a bit of a sacrifice. Maybe the transportation to get there is is trouble. There's something that's that's keeping them from going. What do you say to a person who's considering AU? Is it is it worth the is it worth their time? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. It's so nice, speaking as a teacher, to be on the other side of the desk for a little while and, and to <laughs> be there and soak in all of someone else's knowledge. You meet the most amazing people from all around the world, and you have these amazing conversations at lunch and dinner with these these new people that you've met, and, and it's so thought-provoking. And, and frankly, we're just never too old to learn from each other. I think probably the biggest thing I've taken away from Acton is that I more deeply understand my calling, not just as a teacher, but just as a person to live in this world about how not only is it my job to help students develop to their full potential, but all the people that I know. I think that's what God calls us to do in every profession, not just teaching, and that's to reach out and help everyone around us reach their full potential. And I think Acton has given me the information, the tools, the desire to do all of those things. Well, I don't, I don't think I could add anything to that, uh, Becky. That's, that's fantastic. Um, thanks, for, thanks for sharing the, your, your experience with us. This, is, this has been great. And I, I want to I make one note here. You, I believe you uh, attended Acton University as a Hanson Fellow. Did you I not? Have. They, have, they have just been so incredibly generous. And without them, I wouldn't have been able to do all of this and, and meet great people like Dr. Todd Flanders, who's been the Hanson Fellow mentor for me these past three years, and Elise Hilton as well, who's been with us. They are just tremendous. Yeah, that's people fantastic. And I just want to make a point of that. This, this is uh, you. You're being from uh, from a Catholic high school. This is the Hanson Fellow program at Acton University is specifically geared towards, uh, I, I believe, Roman Catholic uh, high school teachers mm-hmm. um, to to assist them in attending and in, in defraying some of the costs that that go along with the conference. So. Uh, if if the you know again if the financial aspects of the conference are are, are off putting to you don't don't hesitate to uh, to to check in on what financial assistance is available because there are programs too so I wanted to make sure we mentioned that. Thank you. I'm glad you did because without them I wouldn't have been able to come. Excellent. Well, Becky, uh, it has been wonderful talking to you. I appreciate your willingness to share and uh, about your experiences at Acton University, and we're looking forward to seeing you again this year in uh, in Grand Rapids in June. Thank you, Mark. I'm looking forward to it. Wonderful. We've been talking to Becky Esner, high school teacher at Notre Dame Regional High School in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, Acting University alumna. And it's been great to talk to her. It's been great to uh, to be back on the podcast. I want to also thank Mike Cook uh, in our programs department here at Acton for helping me to arrange these interviews. We're going to have more as the weeks go by, so stay tuned to the Power Blog. If you have any questions or uh, need some information about Acton University, visit our website at university.acton.org. You should be able to get answers to any of your questions about AU there. And I want to thank you most of all for, for jo- joining us and listening today. It's been great to uh, be back on the podcast. Look forward to doing more of these. My name is Mark Vandermoss. It's been wonderful to have you with us today on Radio Free Active.